This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Chris Dostal with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I am thrilled today to be joined by Larry Levine, President and CEO of Blythedale Children's Hospital in New York. Larry, thank you for joining us today. Oh, a pleasure to be with you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. Larry, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit more about your background? Oh, sure. So I'm the uh, President and CEO here at Blythedale Children's Hospital in New York. Uh, I've been CEO here since 2001. And... Um, this is my 48th year of work in the healthcare field. I uh, started way back in 1976 as a graduate at the University of Michigan School of Public Health. And Chris, my, my career has kind of spanned three different jobs. I've worked on Capitol Hill. I worked then as a consultant, as a healthcare management consultant with expertise in children's hospitals. And of course, the last several years working in children's hospital management. Larry, we definitely appreciate you bringing your expertise to our podcast today. Here's where we're going to start. So while I understand it's a very long list, what issues facing children's hospitals do you find most pressing today? Well, sure. Well, there's uh, a few that I can I can click off the top of my head. One is uh, it's really important for children's hospitals to protect Medicaid from funding cuts. And the reason for that is nationally, Chris, about 50% of kids are covered by Medicaid. And Medicaid is the leading payer by far at most of our nation's children's hospitals, around 55% on average. And here at Blightdale, more than 70% of our patients are covered by Medicaid. So you can understand when the budget is being talked about nationally, and even at the state level, when the deficit hawks come out, Medicare and Social Security are always protected, but Medicaid is never considered as a sacred cow. We really have to worry about Medicaid funding because it's so important for children's health. Second, what's really interesting is there's a lack of adequate numbers of home care nurses in the nation to care for medically complex kids. It's a real national problem. And what's happening in pediatrics is that many kids can be treated on an ambulatory basis. So the kids who remain hospitalized tend to be much sicker with complicated illnesses and conditions. In order for these kids to be successfully discharged home, you have to have home care nurses in numbers and with experience to care for kids on ventilators, Kids that have tracheostomies or complex medication regimens. And yet, there is a national shortage of these nurses, which places burdens on parents to care for these kids, as well as on hospitals and discharging them safely home. So, that's kind of a second problem for us. A third one is really protecting children's GMA funding. GME funding, Chris, is important for children's hospitals as it's an 
important funding source for pediatricians and pediatric specialists coming out of uh, residency and training programs. Since freestanding children's hospitals don't get DME funding through Medicare, children's hospitals have a separate program of uh, CHDME funding. And again, unlike Medicare GME, which is mandatory funded, CHDME is a discretionary grant, and we have to get that reauthorized every five years. What's really important for us to note is that CMH funding GME hospitals make up only 1% of our nation's hospitals. Only 59, 59 of us get CHGME funding, and yet we train nearly 40% of the workforce. So those are some of the most important, the top three problems I think that we have. Thank you for laying, laying those out for us, Larry. So on that note, why is it so important for healthcare executives, particularly those at pediatric care centers, to come involved in the legislative process? Yeah, I think we as CEOs could really utilize our position to vigorously advocate for our patients and our families and to fully engage in the public policy process. You know, Chris, there's two types of advocacy that we can do. One is, first and foremost, is to protect and advance the interests of our hospitals, but also to advocate for broader policies to help our patients and families. And particularly for children's hospitals, we have to educate policymakers about what the needs of kids are, write legislation, comment or testify regarding regulations, and certainly to weigh in on state and federal and state budgets. Um, you know, I just mentioned three of the top institutional concerns that we have at children's hospitals, uh, Medicaid funding, CHDME funding, and home care nurses. But children's hospital CEOs are also really worried about broader issues that impact a child's physical and mental health and their quality of life. And so, you know, I think we as a group of children's hospitals have to really go to bat for these kids and these families, many of whom are at a very vulnerable time in their life. Thank God most children don't get sick, but those that are sick that have a lot of different issues, I think as CEOs, we really need to advocate for policies and for regulations and budgets to protect and advance the quality of life and the healthcare of these kids. And I've always taken that as a mantle of importance for me as a CEO to be an, uh, an activist, to really work at the federal and the state level um, to put together policies that, um, that help these children and families. Clearly, patients and caregivers need people like yourself, Larry, to be doing that work. And you've been doing this clearly a long time, as you mentioned. Uh, zooming in a little bit, could you detail a little bit policies that you've helped bring to fruition and what that process entails? Yeah. So, Chris, I've gotten actually in my tenure here at Blythdale, I've gotten three pieces of legislation written passed by our state legislature and signed into law by three different governors. And they've dealt with improving covered benefits 
under the SCHIP or the Telehealth Plus program uh, here in New York. Uh, Medicaid hospital reform for children's hospitals. And most recently, our governor uh, signed into law uh, a statute which provides sweeping requirements for Medicaid-managed care and commercial payers in determining the way medical necessity uh, is defined and provides special protections and accommodations for medically fragile children. And that law went into effect in September 1. That's excellent, Larry. Thank you for letting us know about those efforts. Looking ahead a little bit, are there changes, policies you're hoping to enact next? And what advice would you give others, CEOs in particular, who are looking to follow in footsteps that you've laid out? Yeah, so right now, uh, an important policy uh, in front of Congress is to extend the child tax credit. This helps lift many children out of poverty, uh, and it has during the pandemic when um, the uh, American Recovery Act uh, was uh, um, passed, it provided a significant uh, tax credit for, for low-income families. Uh, national studies indicated that up to 40% of children were lifted out of poverty. Regrettably, that uh, tax extension did not occur at the end of 2022. And it's back up um, for consideration there actually is a bipartisan bill in front of Congress, and so I've been actively lobbying on behalf of the extension uh, of this. Uh, another thing that we're uh, also talking about, Chris, is protecting the food stamp program, which is known as SNAP. Um, that, unfortunately, is on the chopping block, not to be cut entirely, but to be cut back significantly in the continuing resolution. I, I note the fact that one out of seven children or 11 million children nationally go to bed hungry every night. And so as a CEO and, and working with our families here, I know that food insecurity is a major problem. And so I've been lobbying for those two things right now on, on Capitol Hill. The, the last piece is we're ready to tackle this home care nursing shortage for medically complex kids. Um, and what I'm doing right now is gathering a coalition of hospitals, parent groups, child advocacy organizations, home care agencies before legislation can be written to more specifically define the problem and what the policy solutions should be at our state government, which hopefully could be a model for the rest of the nation. That's what I'm working on right now. Larry, we certainly wish you continued good luck in all these efforts. And we also thank you for being so generous with your time and insights today. We cannot wait to share them with our audience, and we look forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks so much, Chris. I appreciate you having me on your program. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.